0: Welcome to Project Upgrade, the podcast that helps you upgrade the future you by helping you conquer all things lifestyle, health and fitness, mindset, career, and all the things in between. I'm your host, Samantha, so listen up as it's time to upgrade. Hey guys welcome back to Project Upgrade. My name is Samantha and I know right why am I uploading on a Thursday? Hmm interesting. While I have the time with COVID-19 going on I have decided to post twice a week. I'll be posting Mondays and Thursdays as I feel like I just have so much time on my hands and all I want to do is edit podcasts and because it is a crappy time um, I want to be providing you guys as much content as possible as I have received a few messages from you guys saying that my podcasts are helping you through this really difficult time so thank you guys for telling me that and actually reaching out to me Um, it means the absolute world to me to know that you guys are enjoying the podcast um, and I hope you guys continue to like the content that I have coming up for you so for my first Thursday episode I have been following her for a while and I wanted to get her on here to talk about her most recent ebook that she's brought out which is called the isolation guide she also uses her social media platforms to spread the awareness of mental health body positivity and all the in-betweens. I hope you guys really do enjoy this episode as after this interview I honestly felt so calm and I actually decided to use some of uh, Ruby's practices in my daily life routine but before we get into it guys make sure you hit that follow button as it means the absolute world to me and yeah let's get into the interview. Welcome to the show Ruby. Hi, thank you so much for having me. All good. So I ask all my guests this, um, how are you currently upgrading? So it could be in Korea, it could be in your mindset, it could honestly be in any area at all. So
1: recently, I completely burnt myself out due to just so much work without paying enough attention to my mental and emotional state. So currently, I've been upgrading myself by detoxing a little bit from social media and my phone and kind of working around making my time management a lot better so that I'm working smarter and not harder and kind of finding that balance between work and you know me time at the moment with everything going on so that's probably how i'm currently upgrading myself.
0: <laughs> love it. And are you feeling like really refreshed and stuff now that you've had that time off?
1: Yeah, i honestly didn't think it was impacting me at all. I was like, yeah, like i love my instagram and my social media, but you don't realize like how much it changes when you just get rid of it like my sleep was better my energy was better like just so much change and i was like it was so needed so i'm feeling really really good at the moment
0: and how long did you have off
1: um i took about a week off with absolutely nothing so i deleted all the apps logged out of everything Um, and it was so crazy like my screen time went from like i don't even want to admit this my screen time went from like seven hours to 35 minutes and that was just like texts and like calls and stuff and I was like oh my gosh I finished a 3,000 word essay in two days just because I literally didn't (sighs) have me so I was like oh that was the secret all along I was procrastinating
0: (laughs) it's insane hey as soon as you take away social media and stuff all your distractions are like gone anyway so Ruby tell us about yourself you are a very interesting human being Um, I've been following you on social media for a while so tell the listeners about yourself who is Ruby?
1: Thank you. So I am 20 years old and I live in Sydney, Australia. I am an extremely extroverted girl who absolutely adores seeing health and fitness and holistic. Um, I'm very, very passionate about helping others learn more about self-love and building themselves up from the inside and kind of discovering the importance of... Um, building a relationship within themselves. Um, I have a health and wellness business that I'm really passionate about and teaching others to create a lifestyle that suits their dreams and their visions. Um, I am also a full-time nursing student and a full-time nanny. So a very, very busy schedule. But yeah, all things health, fitness, wellness, everything about me, I'm kind of like Yeah, it'd be my passion if I could say anything. A couple of months ago, about eight months ago, I joined a program called the Health Hub, which is an online wellness program which focuses on holistic health. And I'd been kind of um, delving more into the holistic side of health rather than just, you know, a good workout guide and a good nutrition plan. And I um, wanted to focus more on my mental and emotional health and all of that sort of stuff. So I joined this program and I became an ambassador for it. And it's basically just focuses on all things, mental health, spiritual, emotional, there's really great educational resources in there as well. So um, I just help run that alongside of my nursing degree, which is really
0: great. Busy girl, busy girl.
1: <laughs> I, love, I love being busy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm the I same. And, I am the same. I'm so bored if I'm like not doing anything. So I like having heaps of projects. I I like burn myself out, but I'm I'm happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so you've recently brought out an ebook called the Isolation Guide. Congratulations, by the way, that's super exciting. Um, could you dive deep into what it's about and also tell us what inspires you to create it?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously when all of this started coming out, and you know it was being told that you know lockdown might happen or blah blah blah, gyms started closing. My first thought, as bad as it was, wasn't about catching you know, said illness, it was about the fact that I knew that so many people use social going, like, you know, social outings, going out for breakfast, going for a coffee, going to the gym whatever it might be, a lot of people use social interaction as a way to cope with their mental health. And I recently fractured my spine. And so I wasn't able to go to the gym for like eight weeks. And for me previously, the gym was a massive outlet for me for stress and for all of that sort of stuff. So when I lost that, it was really hard. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, this is what everyone's about to go through. Like, you know, people who use the gym as their, you know, outlet are now not going to have that. Or it doesn't have to be the gym, but you know what I mean? So I was kind of like, I want to help people, but Instagram posts and stories aren't sometimes enough and I wanted to do more. So I thought, why not create a guide that was just a tool that people could kind of see how you can look after your mental and spiritual and emotional health At the same time as you know being in isolation because we didn't get time to prepare for this it wasn't like guys next week you know at work you're going to then be going online and we'll show you how to do it all everyone was kind of just chucked in the deep end and prayed that we all learned how to study effectively from home and cope without you know our physical activity and social interaction all that so the social isolation guide was just kind of a tool that people could use so that they could say okay like oh that is what taking care of your emotional health looks like or that's what taking care of your spiritual health looks like and you know maybe here's some fun recipes or have you ever tried yoga as a form of physical activity or pilates or whatnot so it was just something that I thought I could create that could maybe be alongside of people's day-to-day and help them in some way during this time so yeah
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. I love it. I I read your ebook and I fell in love with it straight away, which is why I wanted to get you on the project upgrade because I thought it was just amazing to have something there, especially when everyone is going through such a difficult time. So thank you for putting something so beautiful together. That's all good fine. <laughs> so in your ebook you provide activities to complete that help with mental health which is a huge importance while going through such an uncertain time like this have you always been big on mental health and what's your journey through that
1: so i never really knew what mental health kind of was and what it involved until i was about 17 and i went i was dating someone older and it was just a very toxic relationship and I came out of it extremely depressed and if I'm honest extremely suicidal and it got to a point where I was 18 where I was like my thoughts were scaring me I didn't want to be alone and I didn't want to tell anybody because everyone always associated me with a fun bubbly girl and I didn't want people to go oh she's like depressed or like oh she's like me 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 and I didn't want people's persona and thoughts of me to change and so I didn't say anything. Um however I was like, I know I need help because I can't do this alone. So I went to my doctor, I talked to them, I got professional help and I went and saw a therapist and I learned so much about myself in a year. Um I took social media off for a year. I did a lot of things, but yeah, so I was never really into it until I (laughs) went through my own experience. And um talking about it was something that was revolutionary to me going through therapy was something i always like thought was like would be scary or it would be like really difficult and yeah it was difficult but it helped me process my emotions so well and i learned so much about myself and just how to cope with everyday stresses because obviously everyone has rises and falls in their health and their you know in their emotions and I just learned how to cope with it. So yeah, that was kind of where I found my voice. And when I started growing my audience, the one thing I wanted people to feel when they came to my page was that I was real and authentic and that I spoke about things like this because I think it doesn't get spoken about enough. And, you know, if you were to break your leg, you would go to a professional who would help you fix your broken leg. But it's not the same with mental health. People don't associate, you know, like a broken heart or really negative emotions or feeling like you're stuck as a, you know, a reason to go and seek help. And it is, and it, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And um, yes, yeah, so I think that's where I kind of found my like groove in mental health and built up my awareness and stuff like that. Was when I went through my own journey.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. That was that was lovely. Thank you. Um, So what is the biggest piece of advice that you could give to the listeners who may be going through mental health? Because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are going through it and don't have the voice to speak out about it. What is your advice?
1: I would say you need to process your emotions i think we are all so scared to sit in our emotions like and trust me i do it too where i feel really sad or i feel something and i don't know what it is so i distract myself i do something else i'll go on social media i'll go to TikTok. i'll like do whatever it is that's not feeling my emotions and sometimes like as uncomfortable as it is processing your emotions and feeling them is the most is like the best way to get it out I think of like your emotion is like this energy or this, you know, something in your body that's negative and toxic. And the more it sits and the more you cramp it in, the worse it's going to make you feel. So you need to release it. You need to get it out. Um, And feeling it is the most incredible way. If you are struggling and you don't want to talk to someone else, journal, document it, write it out. I, When I first started therapy, it's what she made me do. And she got me to write down all my feelings. And if I was to read them back, it would not make sense at all. It would be gibberish. But to me, it was just releasing everything that I felt. And I often would like burn it. I would just like scrunch it up or I'd rip it, do whatever, but process the emotion, write it out, get it out. I always have fake conversations with myself. I'll be in the shower and I'll be like, yeah, but you did this and it hurt me and blah, blah, blah. And I have a fake <laughs> argument with the person who's hurt me or whatever's happened but it helps me process it and get my feelings off my chest so if you're going through something I would yeah I would really suggest like writing it out or processing it in some way
0: lovely thank you for that um you also talk about emotional health what is the difference between emotional and mental health Okay. So
1: personally, so obviously emotional and mental health are linked. Emotional health is how you, I suppose, show your mental health. And so personally, this is what I think, but emotional health is kind of the feelings that you feel. It's what you express. um, And they are kind of the in the moment things, or it's been a build up of something. Whereas your mental health is the period or the state of mind that you are in. Um, And that's more, for me, a long-term thing. So emotional health would be like how I deal with things on a day-to-day basis, like if I'm upset about something that just happened, whereas if my state of mind long-term has been negative, I would associate that more with mental health. So emotional for me is looking at how I process emotions, how I feel them, um, and protecting myself in that sort of way. And mental health would be stuff for long-term and, you know, self-development, you know, mindfulness all that sort of stuff that kind of helps with long-term
0: mental state under emotional health in the ebook um i loved your three steps to feeling your feels as you call it um, could you break that down for us and how it works okay so um in i got taught this in
1: therapy and a lot of people actually use it but it's the three r's so it's recognize respond uh, respond and reset um i started doing this when I didn't know how to kind of feel my feelings or to get in touch with my feelings. And when people would say like, you know, release your feelings. I'd be like, I don't know how to do it. Like, you know what I mean? So the three R's is basically a guide to doing that. So the first R is recognize and recognize is simply just identifying how you feel and not labeling it. Sometimes we go, Oh my God, I feel jealous. Oh, I shouldn't feel that. That's so bad. I shouldn't feel that because of what? No, you need to just recognize exactly how you feel And don't label it as good as bad. Just understand that that's how you felt, like felt in that moment or you feel at this point in time. And then ask yourself, is it, you know, do I feel this way because of something that someone's just done? Or is it an underlying feeling I always feel surrounding this topic, you know, or is this previous trauma I haven't dealt with? And that's why it's upsetting me because someone else has done it again. And, you know, if I hadn't gone through something before, it wouldn't have upset me right now. But because I've gone through it multiple times, it's upsetting me, you know, or if you feel something like, oh, I'm starting to feel anxious. Ask yourself, what's just happened that's made me feel that way? Try and learn about the feelings that you have. Identify them with things that you're feeling so that you understand yourself and your emotions better. So that's kind of step one. It's just recognizing and not labeling anything, just, you know, completely identifying it out in the open. Um, And once we've identified it and we've recognized it, it's then talking about responding. So responding is all about the processing of emotion. I talked about before that, you know, your emotions to is like this feeling all this vibrational energy inside of you and when it's toxic or negative it will build and will fluster a lot of people find that you know when they go through stress or when they're really upset or they're going through a breakup or whatever their skin gets bad they get really bloated they poor sleep that is that toxic energy building up inside of you and you need to release it to not feel it so you've got to process it out and responding is all about processing it so um That can be crying, that can be fake arguments, that can be hot showers, it can be mindfulness, it can be going and doing boxing, it could be doing a sprint around the park, it could be going out in nature. Whatever it is that you do, people process emotions very differently. It's just about responding to that emotion and feeling it. Um, So I really, really like journaling. For me, that's probably... Journaling and crying would be my turn. Yes, yes, (laughs) same. (laughs) Like I will journal and it won't make sense. And then I and I always journal at night for some reason. I think it's because it's dark. It makes me like feel my feels a lot easier. And then I get in the shower with like my crying in the shower playlist on Spotify. I have the lights all dimmed and I just cry and it feels really good. My housemate's probably like, What the hell is (laughs) going (laughs) on? It's not a sad experience that I'm releasing it. Like, yes, I'm obviously upset, but I get out and I'm like, Wow, it feels so good. Sometimes you just need to sit in that uncomfortable
0: state of being upset or angry or whatever to kind of release it. And so once we've
1: responded to the situation, however that might be for you, the next is all about resetting. So it's taking care of yourself after you felt that, you know it's all well and good to cry in the shower, but then getting back on social media, especially if like, it's something like, you know, a lot of people deal with body um, self-esteem and confidence issues. If you see social media somewhere where you always compare yourself or you feel like shit basically, and you then cry in the shower because you felt like that, if you then get out and go straight back on it, that's not responding to it. It's not, you know, resetting. So once you've responded, you need to reset. So look after yourself, whether that is taking a nice bath, you know, doing some colouring. It could be journaling again. It could be listening to an amazing podcast like this one. It Aww. could be, you know, whatever it might be, reset. Do something for yourself that requires no care for another person. And that might sound bad, but we need to learn to be a little bit more selfish in terms of our mental health because I, I think it's really important. So take some time after you've felt your feelings to, yeah, do something for you. It makes you feel good.
0: Oh, wow. I feel like just... Oh my goodness. (laughs) I can't even. Thank you so much. Can you like make your own podcast? (laughs) It was funny because Ruby and I were actually talking at the start and I said to her like, oh, you'll make a podcast. You can do it. Like, oh, this is why this is a hundred percent why. Oh my God.
1: I'm trying to cut myself back on like over talking because, like, if you've ever followed me on Instagram, like, I literally can like talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. talk. Like, I literally don't shut up. So I love it though.
0: I love it. It gives me like a daily boost. Oh, love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love how you said like, you know, if you feel like crying, just like, just let it out because a hundred percent, I was saying this in a podcast recently as well. Like if you're building up in emotion, you need to just let it out because the more you build it up, the worse it's going to get. And Like, you know, I remember literally two days ago, I had the worst day ever and I, you know, let it build up all day long. And then I got home and I looked at my partner and I was like, nuts. Nah. I'm just going to cry. I'm just going to let it all out. And then afterwards yeah. I felt a thousand times better. And my partner looked at me and was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you do just have to let it out.
1: Yeah. And like, that's the thing, like, you know, sometimes people are like, Oh, I just don't have time to be upset right now. Like I really don't have time. If you don't have time for 10 minutes in the shower, or 10 minutes, whatever, before you go to bed to literally feel your emotions, it's going to, get the best of you in the end. Like I was really like, you know, I was really burnt out a couple of weeks ago and I was on, like, I felt like I was on a hamster reel and I was trying to get to where I needed to be, but I wasn't moving and I was getting frustrated and angry and everything was going wrong. I literally was like, what the, f-? like, what is going on? <laughs> what is going wrong? And I was at nannying with two little babies basically. And The one of them just did something really annoying, like threw his lunch on the floor and I just cried and cried. (laughs) And they felt so bad. They thought it was because they threw their ham cheese sandwich on the floor. And I was like, no, little do you know. (laughs) And it felt so good after that because I then actually dealt with it. And I was like, okay, like now that I've dealt with it, I know that I need to now do something about it. And I can work from it there. If you're bottling it all up, you can't, you know, actually do something about it if you're in that kind of state of like panic and overwhelm. So yeah, feeling it is the best way.
0: 100% and like don't feel silly for it either. Like don't feel like you're a sock or don't feel like you're overreacting because, you know, if you feel that way, you're feeling it because of a certain reason. Like you need to just address it and then you can eventually move on. So no, I love that part of your ebook. It's, it was my favorite part. So. <laughs>
1: And I think the thing is, is what you just said then about like, you know, feeling it is if we weren't made to feel emotions as human beings, we wouldn't be given them. We wouldn't be given tears to cry and a voice box that could make us yell and scream or, you know, the ability to shake out of control because we're so upset about something like, yes, it's not a nice way to feel, but we were given them for a reason. We're able to feel we're emotional creatures and we weren't put on this earth to be happy all the time because if that's how life went, like that's that's not life like you're built in the hard times and sometimes you just need to feel it and it's not a bad thing and you're not weak and you know you're not less of a person because you might not be able to handle something that someone else can or you get upset about things that other people don't like we're all different but we are all very emotional creatures and i think we need to get in touch with that so yeah that was probably my favorite part of my ebook too to be honest
0: yes 100 percent, guys if you do want ruby's ebook we're talking about it so much but it's in the link on your instagram bio still is that correct yeah, so just click the link in her bio and it's free? Yeah, completely free. Beautiful. Um, we'll put all of Ruby's social media um, links in the show notes for you guys. You can check it out. I 100% recommend reading it, though. It is honestly the best thing I've ever read. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So you have a section where you identify your happy place, and a part of this section you discuss how you identified that social media was a shitty trigger, as you called it, and ended up deleting social media for a year. Could you dive deep into that, how you identified it, why it was such a shitty trigger? Yeah, just go into that.
1: Okay, so um previously I talked about the relationship that I was in that was really negative. Um when I was in that relationship. He always compared me to girls on social media. He would always comment on other girls' bodies and how they looked and he would always make me feel really bad for how I looked. And
0: he Oh my like, God, that's terrible. Like,
1: would always be like, let's go to the gym or like let's go on a diet. Or he would be like, Do you really want to eat that or something? Like just things like that. And when I was already not in a place where I loved the way I looked, having someone who I then loved and I really wanted their approval and opinion say something like that it was like it was really bad it was horrible and then things happened he cheated and that obviously made me feel even worse and I always doubted myself I felt shit I was like no I'm not good enough it's me that's the problem because if if you know if I looked this way or I was like this then maybe he wouldn't have done this and maybe we would have been perfect but I would go on Instagram and I followed all these models and influencers who had the most curated feeds. They looked amazing in everything. They had not one ounce of cellulite, not one pimple. They just always looked beautiful. When they were at the beach, they had like airbrushed makeup and everything. And I looked at that every single day for hours and I would screenshot it and set it as my background and be like, yep, I'm going to do this. I would look at the diets they were on. I would look at the workouts they were doing. I would try to replicate everything just to make myself feel like I was good enough and it just didn't work at all and I just felt worse and worse and worse and everything then happened in the relationship and I started going to therapy and something she got me to do was identify things that made me feel happy and things that made me feel sad um however there was things that made me feel other emotions that weren't out so i called them shitty triggers because there was things that just made me feel. (laughs)
0: love it
1: (laughs) it basically got me to get a piece of a4 paper and you can do this at home i do it all the time um a4 paper split it in half one size happy triggers and one size shitty triggers and just go through all the things that you really identify that make you feel like crap like for me when i've spent more than an hour at a time on social media I feel like crap. I feel overworked. I feel gross. I don't like it. When I'm at a social situation where everyone's drinking or if there's people on drugs, I don't like it. So I rarely, rarely go out. You know, there's just things like that where I can identify that it makes me feel like shit. So I don't do it. And there's things that I identify that make me feel really good. So like doing self-development, doing a walk, listening to podcasts, cooking, all that stuff makes me feel good. And one by one, my therapist said, okay, I want you to get rid of things on your shitty trigger list and I don't want you to do them again. So I the first thing I did was got rid of social media and I cannot tell you the difference it made. I no longer had this constant reminder that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't this or I wasn't that. I started doing self-development. I started, you know, reading books about, you know, being enough and being, you know, Like perfect in your body, there's a book called The Goddess Revolution by Mel Wells. And if anyone out here is experiencing self-doubt or, you know, they don't feel good enough in their body, I would highly recommend you read it. It was something that I read that like switched my mind, but I learned that the problem was never me someone to do that to someone else and make them feel that way, that was their problem and it wasn't my baggage to carry. And so social media was my shitty trigger. It made me feel horrible and I always felt like I wasn't good enough. And so when I got rid of it for a year and a bit and I really focused on who I was and how I felt rather than how I looked, everything changed for me. Like, you know, and I realized then and I can, I can see it now is like if, you know, there's always that troll on social media. But if I ever have someone who says something negative about me, it quite literally doesn't affect me at all. I'm like, yep, okay, that's your opinion, but it's not mine to take on. And I think getting rid of that massive shitty trigger, which was Instagram and the comparison reel and the highlight reel was something that made me, you know, kind of revolutionize the way I looked at myself in my relationship. Um, And it's now why I show up on social media the way I do. Um, Just because, yeah, what you see is not always what you get. So, yeah, but that's kind of the whole happy and shitty trigger thing. And it's really, really good. I always redo really it. Like if I'm just like living my day-to-day life and I've done my list like two weeks ago, but I noticed something makes me really happy. Like going to the coffee shop, seeing the good looking barista. I go there every day, even though it's a 10 minute drive, but it makes me feel really good about myself. Because <laughs> it, uh, I feel right. So I go there, like, you know, it's something that makes me feel happy. Like something that makes me feel really shitty is when I'm behind on my uni work. So now I've made the, you know, Executive decision to make a time schedule, which allows me to get on top of it. Like, you know, you can always add to it or take things away. And but once you are able to actually identify what makes you happy and what makes you sad and what all that sort of, you can then get rid of things. And people always go, "Oh, but like I identified like a person as a shitty trigger." I'm like, "Good, get rid of them." And they're like, "I can't just get rid of them." I'm like, "Why?" Because you know the quote, and it's like, "Nothing changes if nothing changes." you need to read that over and over again because nothing will change if nothing changes. And if you don't, you know, cut stuff out or reduce the amount you use it or see it or whatever it is, nothing will change. And, you know, you are in control of your emotions and it's important to set up the environment that aids in a great, you know, a great self-esteem and a great motivational, you know, environment and all that sort of stuff. So the happy and shitty triggers is like a must for me and I do it very regularly.
0: We're just going to take a quick break. While we rehydrate, I just wanted to tell you guys about my ebook that is currently available online. It is called The Balanced Bible. It is written by myself and my business partner in crime, Tom Donovan, who is a accredited dietitian. If you are wanting workouts, evidence-based nutrition, motivation to kickstart your health and fitness journey, how to track your macros, delicious recipes, and so much more, be sure to head to our website and purchase your own Balanced Bible. Because you guys are amazing, I am also going to give you a discount code which is just friend10 but not only that guys once you have purchased send a screenshot of your receipt to balanced bible on instagram you will then have access to our private instagram page which is filled with daily workouts and nutrition if you are wanting to purchase the ebook head over to my instagram page which is just at underscore samantha wicks select the link in my bio and then select buy my ebook anyway let's get back into the episode for you to actually get rid of all of your shitty triggers did you find it difficult at first to actually, you know, find the strength to, for example, get rid of social media, get rid of toxic people in your life? Like, was that hard at first?
1: Um, for me, social media, I thought was going to be really hard because I used it so much. I thought, oh, my God, I can't live without it. Like, I literally spend like seven hours a day on it. Like, how am I going to get rid of it? Um, and so I did it slowly. So first I loved, I stopped posting. I stopped posting and it went from stopped posting to not having the app notifications on. It then went from not having the app notifications on to only having the app downloaded on my phone on the weekends. And then it went from just not having it downloaded at all. Um, And I kept Pinterest. Pinterest was the only form of social media I kept. And that was purely because Pinterest post images that you like. So I never went and looked for girls' bodies or anything like that. I was looking for quotes and recipes and Pilates and all that sort of stuff. So my Pinterest feed was things that really, really like helped me and I loved. And so I kept Pinterest and I also utilized YouTube a lot. Um, There were some really motivational people. I literally love Sarah's day. She kept me sane for that year and a bit when I didn't have anything. And I just, yeah, I kind of used that time to really make sure that I was if I was going to use any form of social media, such as like YouTube or Pinterest, um, I was making sure that it was beneficial to me. And um, so, yeah, in the beginning, it was definitely hard, but I was also at a place where I was so sick of feeling how I felt that I was like, I just need to do something. Like, I can't feel this way anymore because like I might make a decision that's like I can't turn back from. So I need to do something. Um, In terms of people, though, that was really hard because I have always been someone who forgives and forgives and forgives. Even if someone does me wrong, I just want to accept that, you know, I want to think that people are good and that they will change and that they won't want to hurt me or they won't want to upset me. But we need to get, and I needed to get to a place where I recognize that not everyone has the same heart that you do. And people don't sometimes think like, Oh, that person's really good to me. I actually should maybe treat them well. As much as you want that to happen, it doesn't. And as hard as it is, you need to accept that how people treat you is very often the way that they feel about you. And so I was sick of, you know, being there at a drop of a hat for every single person I had around me and never getting it in return. And I was really upset that when I did start showing my emotions that I didn't have the friends that I thought I did to kind of reach out So the ones that I have now are the ones who were there and who, you know, were really important to me. And I just kind of started distancing myself from those people. Like once I got rid of social media, I really realized who my real friends were anyway, because, you know, people weren't just checking up on me because I had social media and I was in their face on stories and stuff. People were checking in with me via text because they were like, oh, I haven't heard from you. I haven't seen anything. Are you okay? Like you doing all right? And I was like, those are my people. Those are the people. And I would rather have five people who are my people and who cared about me and loved me and treated me well and, you know, valued me than having a massive group of friends who were toxic and didn't help me or benefit me or rise me up. And I'm a firm believer of like your vibe attracts your tribe. So I kind of was like, you know what? Three friends are better than 10 friends who are not great for you.
0: Just for an example, because I know there would be a lot of listeners who would be dealing with this type of situation. Let's say a shitty trigger is someone that you work with. So it's like a colleague or someone in your family. So like someone that you have to see every day. How would, like, what advice would you give to the listeners if that was a shitty trigger? Someone that you kind of have to have in your life?
1: Firstly, my, and this is, I know, this is a horrible thing to say, but my opinion is that work, there will always be a job for you. So I think if you are in a situation where you actually hate your job and your job gives you so much more stress than it does money, like if you're getting paid minimum wage for working 40 plus hours a week and you're in a job that you hate and that you despise, look for another job, secure another job or go for another interview and then quit but there is never a place that you are stuck. You feel like crap, you come home from work, you resent going there. Like if you're gonna spend 40 hours of your week there, yeah, not everyone enjoys their work and yeah, sometimes you just need to make money, but it is so important that you actually are in a place that is great and a supportive environment. Like I, I I worked at a retail store And I was 14 and nine months. Like I was fresh into this retail store. And the woman who was the manager, she wasn't the boss. She was like an assistant manager. She was horrible to me, but she had worked there for 30 years. So no one told her otherwise. She was rude to me. She made comments about me. She said things to customers about me. She made me feel like crap. I would cry in the bathroom every lunchtime. I would call my mom and be like, mom, can you just say like that someone's died and that you need to pick me up? Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Customers would see me folding towels. I was crying because she was so horrible to me. And one day I said to someone I worked with, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm saying something and they were like, nothing's going to happen. Like she's been working here for 30 years. I was like, no, I'm going. I went to the boss. He didn't really do a lot. I went above the boss. I went and she got fired because you know what? People who do the wrong thing in business shouldn't be there. And you are not weak enough. You're not less in the business. Like stand up for yourself and make like, you are important, like, you know, like, and take some responsibility. If it's a work where you're like, oh, I'm not the kind of person to interfere and I don't want to do that. That's okay. I get it. I get that there's not always someone who's going to be like, no, you know, fuck this, I'm saying something. I would then do something after work that you love. I would plan something for the you know, after work that brings you happiness and that brings you joy so that especially if you're fin- finishing a shift at 5pm, you then don't go to bed unhappy and, you know, upset or whatever. You know, plan something for after work that you love and that you enjoy. Um, I would make sure as well that you do start looking for another job.
0: What about family related stuff? Like someone, let's say you and your sibling doesn't get along or like a long lost cousin, you, and you just don't get along. How would you deal with that situation?
1: This is really a difficult question because every family situation is very different. Every sibling interaction is different people. Families run different ways. So what I might say might just physically not work for you. For me, I whenever I have to be with the family, no matter what is going on, I bite my tongue and I just remain calm. I don't say anything that could aggravate the fire. I pull myself back and just remain quiet, like almost transparent. I'm there. I'm there with my family. I'm there having the family dinner or whatever, but I don't aggravate the fire. I don't push it. I don't, you know, if they say something, I'm like, okay. Like, I just stop biting. I stop biting. And then, you know what? When I go home, again, do something I look forward to, do something that brings me happiness, go to my happy trigger list, be like, Oh, cooking makes me, I'm going to make a batch of brownies right now at like 9 p.m. at night. And I mean, you can always sit down and talk to that person if you are have the ability to or if you feel strong enough you can say like hey like can we catch up or can we do a phone call and talk to them about how you feel and say like you know this is what you do i don't know if like you know my brothers and sisters always make jokes about me no matter what the situation is i get there and i'm always the center of the jokes and i hate it it makes me feel so annoyed because i'm always like i never get taken seriously because i'm the youngest child so if i say like oh i'm going to do this they're like oh no you're not like like and i'm always like what no And it wasn't until I said, like, I'm so sick of the way you always joke. Like, I don't care about having like playful banter, but if every time I see you make a joke about me or you pick on me, you then wonder why I don't want to come to family dinners. You wonder why I don't reply to texts and call you out of my way because I don't enjoy my time with you. You make me feel horrible about myself. And it wasn't until I spoke up that things changed and that my relatives is like, Oh my God, we were just joking. Like we, like we love you and all that sort of stuff. So sometimes it can be a communication barrier. Um, So if you're, If you have the ability and strength, I definitely would. Um, But if not, just distance yourself and make sure that your time away from your family is doing things
0: that you love. Amazing. 100% communication is, for me, the number one thing that you've got to do. Like, if you do not speak up, if you just let it bottle all up, it's just going to get worse and it's just going to make the fire blow up, basically. So, yes, 100% communicate Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit. So what are some other things that you do to help with your mental and emotional health? Um,
1: for me, emotional health is definitely dealing with it and responding to it. I love journaling. I love reading self-development books. For me, that is a massive, massive thing for me. And that kind of ties in with my mental health as well. Um, you know, your mindset is so strong. And I think we really underestimate how strong our minds are and how strong our thoughts are. And, you know, your thoughts only last. I think it's like, I think it's only lasts like 13 seconds or something, but it's we as the controller of our mind who will keep bringing the thought back and keep strengthening that thought. And like any muscle in your body, whether it's you know your booty or whatever, the more you use it, the more it will grow. So if you keep going back to those thoughts that are negative, they will grow and grow and grow. So self-development and things that allowed me to grow the part of me that was stronger in self-esteem and mental health and clarity and habits and good self-development stuff. That was me training my brain into a different kind of part. Um, so books were a massive thing and still are a massive thing. I like to read 15 minutes before bed. It's a really nice wind down. Um, I love yoga. That's something I really only recently started doing. And I always looked to people who did it and I was like, ooh, hippie. Um, or I would be like, oh, I can't ever concentrate on that. Like it's too hard. It takes time, but it is incredible for my mental and emotional health um walking and podcasts I don't know why but the two intertwined together is like heaven for me and it's it's amazing it is amazing in this time especially when I feel really alone listening to like a conversation and stuff is so nice like I feel like I'm there I feel like I'm kind of low-key socializing you know and I look crazy like from the people driving past in cars because I'm like laughing to myself with my headphones on and I'm like ah so I look crazy but it's a really nice thing I like to do and it yeah it's a good way I like to do it in the morning so like this morning I went for like a bushwalk I had a podcast on really new to me and I'm not an artist but coloring has been something that
0: is really mindful building yes that's not the right I do agree with that because my partner actually said, Oh, you know, we're really stressed. Let's get some coloring in books. And we went to Kmart, bought two coloring in books. And like every weekend, we sit down for like an hour, we just play some calming music, color in. It's just, it's so distressful. Like you just relax, and it's so nice. And it's
1: because, like, especially I find it so much better when I do, like, um, so I've got, like, a coloring in book and it's, like, filled with, like, mandalas. So there's, like, really intricate pieces of the mandala that you need to color in. And because you have to be quite focused, like, it's not like a massive circle that you're coloring that you can be, like, kind of blase about. Because there's intricate details, you are really focused on it. You're focused about staying in the lines and stuff. And you don't even realize how engrossed you get. But, like, you look at the clock and it's been 40 minutes and you just feel so zen because you're, like, wow. And I also have been really loving like self care things at the moment so like, you know, face masks. I've been making new face mask recipes. I always like to make my own. The Health Hub is like this like uh, kind of folder of like natural remedies and it talks about different ingredients and their purposes. So I always just go there and like mix ingredients. I'm like, oh yeah, this would like look really good or this would maybe feel good. Um, And also I've been like, actually, this has been something that's amazing. Obviously, you guys can't see right now, but I've been creating massive vision boards in my room. I've been, um, I went to Kmart and bought the A1 frames and then I went on Pinterest and like printed out heaps of like images and quotes that I feel like really resonate with me. And like, you know, um, my ideal, like I visualized kind of my higher self and I like created these massive frames and they're like full of all my like, you know. goals and stuff like that and that was really fun to do that was like a really good activity but it's nice because now I wake up every day and I like visualize my higher self and it's like it's a really good activity to do so it makes your room look pretty
0: (laughs) I might try that actually I've always wanted to do like a visual board kind of stuff so hmm, I
1: might take an idea it was really incredible it was really good I feel like super like super driven
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so with everything going on what is the best piece of advice you could give to the listeners it could be anything at all
1: okay actually my tip would be if you are at home right now and you are seeing everyone maybe be really productive at home you know they've got this incredible work schedule they're working out every day they're making all these healthy recipes and you then look at your work schedule or you look at your you know, isolation kind of thing and you're like, oh my God, I'm just getting by. Do not compare and judge your situation because productivity is not the measure of your self-worth and everyone will do things very differently. Everyone's schedule is very different. And I think right now, just focus on what works for you and what gets you by day to day. And like at this point in time, We really just need to live it every single day. Like take every day, step by step, don't, you know, try and go crazy and be like, oh my God, I'm not, you know, ticking all these boxes or I'm not doing like this, like everyone else, like, you know, go on your own pace and just really make it work for you. And if it works for you, then that's, that's great.
0: In the ebook, you also provide some tips and tricks about working and studying from home. Could you give a little insight on those tips and tricks?
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, creating for me working from home, it's all about creating an environment that actually encourages you to work or encourages you to study. Um, I recently did a self-development call and it was with an entrepreneur who works from home. He runs a six figure business from home with his four kids, two of them are homeschooled. Like, so you can, and he doesn't have an office. So he was like talking about that. And he was talking about creating zones, um, in his house. So, Making it, you know, if your dining room table, let's say, is your, is the place we have to eat breakfast, but it's also the place you have to work all day. You know, make zones. From 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., it is the food zone. It's where I will eat, it's where I'll have my breakfast. There will not be anything to do with work on that table during that time. When 8 a.m. is finished, I will clean all of the thing that is to do with eating up, I will wash up breakfast, I'll put away everything, and I will then bring out all my work stuff. This is now my work zone, and I will only concentrate or one hour at a time, have a 10 minute rest, one hour at a time, 10 minute rest. And I'll only work from 9 or 8am or whatever till lunch. And then once lunch hits, create my work zone back into an eating zone. So remove everything to do with work. Don't try and have your laptop there at the same time. Don't try and have your phone there at the same time. Bring it back to the zone that it needs to be at for that time. So make it an eating zone, get your lunch out, enjoy your lunch. Once you're done, wash up, bring back out your work stuff create that work zone again, make a flow. For me, I am someone who loves a schedule. I love a timesheet. You know, it makes me feel really great. I feel like, you know, more motivated to do it. So for me, I like have my set up time in the morning to go for my walk. I set up time to go get my morning coffee to do whatever. I then say from this time to this time. And I only give myself an hour of work at a time because I will not concentrate for longer than that. So I will say like, you know, do an hour of this subject and or this task and you're not focusing on anything but this and then give yourself a 10 minute break and then do that next hour. And I just kind of go like that. So for me, schedules are really important. Um, and I also like, again, said before, I plan something after my study or my work is done that I enjoy. So, you know, tonight it's like coloring and watching a movie on Disney+. Plus. I'm addicted to Disney+. Plus.
0: Love it. So Ruby, do you have any exciting things coming up or projects in the works?
1: So actually I wasn't even gonna talk about this, but like we can give like a little secret, like Ooh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I am currently creating a website which is going to be mainly a blog, but um kind of what my ebook my like my you know isolation guide was but in a constant form so it's always going to be like weekly updated blogs and stuff like that um and we'll have all like my health hub stuff on it as well so that people can kind of have a place that actually has like blog posts and stuff because i feel like instagram like no one wants to read like massively long instagram captions and stuff so Therefore, those people who are interested in more like help, self-help and development and all that sort of stuff can go to my blog. So that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment. It's all very new and it's quite overwhelming trying to build a website. I'm like, oh my God, so much stuff
0: to do. <laughs> it's exciting
1: as well. Like it makes me really, like I enjoy doing it. So it's not become completely stressful yet. But yes that is probably what's in the works at the moment so that's really exciting
0: yes i can't wait to see it oh my god that's that is exciting wow okay <laughs> it's gonna be like ruby's diary oh i love it
1: <laughs> like an insight into my
0: into my mind <laughs> love it <laughs> well thank you so much for being on the show ruby i'm sure all the listeners have learnt so much from you just like i have from your ebook and just from this chat oh my goodness i feel like just motivated and so filled with positivity so thank you 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 started off my day well
1: i was honestly so nervous like when you were like do you want to be on my podcast i was like yes
0: (laughs) you did well
1: (laughs) so thank you i am enjoyed it so much it was so exciting and i love chatting to you and i hope the listeners find some form of you know information here that they can use but yeah thank you so so much for having me
0: no worries um where can they find you like all your social media platforms all that kind of stuff
1: so I actually only have Instagram at the moment it's my only form of social media right now but my Instagram I have a lot of underscores in my name so I apologize like (laughs) but my Instagram is underscore ruby underscore underscore grace underscore underscore (laughs) (laughs) show notes or somewhere a lot easier to remember um but yeah Come follow us on there. Yes.
0: A lot of banter. <laughs> well, I do recommend following Ruby. She is filled with positivity and it just makes you feel so much better when you see her story. So oh, I love your Instagram. It's great. No worries. No worries. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on the show and I'll talk to you soon, Ruby. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to Project Upgrade. If you did enjoy this episode, make sure you share it with your friends on social media so then they can also begin their Project Upgrade. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, which is just at Project Upgrade Podcast. Or you can follow me on my personal Instagram, which is just at underscore Samantha Wicks. I hope you have an amazing day and I shall see you next time. Bye for now.